Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dead on vacation, you set off for a tropical paradise and never come home? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Listen. When Debony McPherson Udall first heard her brother, Casey Pomeroy, died in a terrible accident in December of 2018, she couldn't shake the feeling something wasn't right. The medical professional that we had read the death certificate told us that it goes along the lines of he was poisoned. Debony says her sister-in-law told them two couples were visiting them on the island. When they got back to the apartment, Pomeroy and his friend Caleb started having seizures. Started having seizures. So how does that happen? Listen. She says her sister-in-law told them two couples were visiting them to ring in 2019. They were out to dinner. They came home and my brother's friend passed out and began having seizures. And then my brother began having seizures. She says they called emergency services, but it was already too late. The friend had passed away, and then my brother apparently passed away at the hospital. Joining me right now on Ulster Panel to make sense of what we know, but I first want to go to Debony McPherson Udall. This is Casey's sister, and you can find her online at Justice for Casey and Caleb. Debony, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nancy. Debony, I, I agree with you. Something isn't right. And I remember these words, and I mocked them mercilessly at the time, when Dr. Henry Lee, who is a renowned uh, forensic scientist, said in the O.J. Simpson case, 
something is wrong. But you know what? Something is wrong. Tell me when you first got the news about what had happened to your brother. Well, we first got the news on New Year's Day, and it was from Barbara's sister. She came to my parents' house and along with her husband and told us that there had been an accident in Anguilla and that Casey and his friend had passed away. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They called you? They came to our house. But wait, where where was your house? Barbara's sister lives in the same town as my parents. Which is where? Which is in Medford, Oregon. Wait a minute. Didn't this happen in Anguilla? It did. So somehow the news had gotten to Barbara's sister, and she's the one who came and told us. Debbie, what went through your mind when you've got the sister telling you this could you believe it did you think there was a mistake we were terrified we didn't know what was what to think it was we were wanting to make sure that everyone was was safe and and we didn't know what to what to think what were you told happened to casey they didn't know they just said that there had been an accident we didn't know what had happened why was he in anguilla to start with he was in anguilla to go to medical school and his wife, where did they meet? They met at a medical convention there in Fresno, California. Was she also a med student? No, she was a medical professional, and Casey was a salesman. What is that? What, what, what is a medical professional, like a physician's assistant, a nurse? What? She's a nurse practitioner with a Schedule Two endorsement. Okay, and who is Caleb? Caleb Guillory is one of Casey's childhood friends. And why was he, Caleb, in Anguilla? Caleb and his wife traveled to Anguilla to spend the holiday with Barbara and Casey. So let me understand. Caleb Guillory and his wife, Carly, went down to visit your brother, Casey, and his wife, Barbara. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Straight out to Katie Streit joining us, multimedia journalist with Spectrum News 13 in Orlando. Katie, thank you for being with us. Um, you can find her on Insta at Katie Streit. Tell me about Anguilla. What is it? Where is it? How big is it? Well, it's a it's an island in the Caribbean, and it's, it's a pretty small island, actually. Um, you know, very hot vacation spot and that that's uh that is kind of you know a very hot a vacation spot i'm just thinking about i mean i know they've got very high-end resorts there like four seasons um i know it's a british territory and it's got huge stretches of white sand beaches um uh, it's a really big vacation spot and gorgeous so we've got one, the brother Casey there in medical school, and his friend Caleb comes to visit along with his wife. So that is what we know. And we know that somehow Casey is dead. But that's not all. We learned that not, when did you learn, Debony, that not only is your brother dead, but his best friend too? Well, we learned right away that 
both Casey and Caleb had passed away. We just didn't know how, and we didn't have any details at all. Guys, how did it get up to this point? Take a listen to our friends at KOBI. The Eagle Point native moved to California in 2004 to work as an actor and producer. That's also where he met his wife, Barbara. The two were married six years before trading in the Hollywood lights for a much quieter life, thousands of miles away on the eastern Caribbean island of Anguilla. It was actually a surprise that he wanted to go to medical school. It really wasn't a dream of his, but we were excited for him. We were all excited for him because this was something spectacular that he was doing with his life. Something spectacular that he, Casey, is doing with his life becoming a doctor. Listen. They were living in the district of Island Harbor, just a few miles away from the St. James School of Medicine, where Pomeroy was attending school. He loved it over there. It was beautiful. They were living in paradise. Four months later, tragedy struck. We're able to communicate with his wife, and she um, had told us that it was an accident. Back to you, Debony McPherson Udall. What type of accident were you told that claimed the life of your brother, Casey? We weren't told. We didn't know. We weren't told any details at that time. You know, joining me right now, 27 years as an FBI agent. You can find him at bobbychacone.com. He is the writer of Audible's After the Fault. Bobby, thank you for being with us. Why is it, Bobby, whenever anyone dies... On one of these islands, it's always shrouded in mystery. I mean, think about it. You've got Natalie Holloway. We don't, well, I know what happened to her, but I don't know exactly what happened to her. You've got Robin Gardner. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. You've got George Smith. who falls off a cruise ship. Body never found. Uh, it just, why is that, Bobby? You know, Nancy, I think it's because as, as popular as these places are for vacation spots and many people go and visit them, um, in, in the end, they are very insular. They're very closed society. There's a lot of corruption, both in the police department, in the courts, and in, in politics. I think these are very, you know, everybody knows everybody else. And we've seen time and time again, people get away with murder and they literally get away with murder in these places because either corruption or, uh, you know, uh, bad police work or no police work. Uh, and, and these small island nations are sovereign nations. Sometimes they're protectorates of, of the UK or someplace like that, but they kind of can operate on their own. And, and there's not a lot of reach that, you know, places like the U.S. can have. And, the, you know, law enforcement from here can go there. We, you know, you and I have both seen that in these cases. So I think they're, it's, they're very insular societies and, and, and it's hard to, for us to have any influence there. Very difficult to have any influence there. Um, a, a, another thing, Bobby Cohn joining us, former FBI agent, is that their law enforcement is nothing. Compare, everybody whines and carries on about the U.S. law enforcement. I don't get it. We've got the best police force, state, local, and federal, in the world. In the world. In Great Britain, they come after you with a stick. Okay, you're robbing a bank with a gun. They come for you with a stick. Okay, that's a whole nother can of worms. But on these islands, their police forces are rudimentary. I mean, I'm really surprised they came up with what they thought was the cause of death in this case. I mean, they, I mean, you tell them, hey, go get touch DNA. It's like, what? 
What's that? Yeah, Nancy, and you, and you know, you and I both know that forensic science have come such a long way, you know, in recent years and, and is being used in, in terrific ways to solve cases. But we also know that crime scenes need to be done quickly and right the first time or you can lose evidence forever. And, and, and unfortunately, that happens in some of these cases where law enforcement is not very good or not even existent at all or there's corruption. And then you lose that vital, valuable evidence from the crime scene that you could have obtained, you know, quickly. It's like Humpty Dumpty. You lose it. It's gone. You can never get it back once that crime. It's either gone with vacuuming or sweeping or whatever. You can never put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It's over. You can't reconstruct and get that forensic evidence. The call came on a New Year's Day to the families that Casey and his childhood friend, friends all these years, Caleb, on the Caribbean island of Anguilla, where the both both of the two men and their wives were bringing in the holiday, were both dead. Miraculously, the wives lived. But leading up to it, how did these two guys really know each other? Listen. We've known Caleb since he was nine years old, so he was like our boy, too. Both men, their wives, and another Southern Oregon couple were having drinks when Caleb and Casey started having a seizure, or so the family was told. But both men's death certificates tell a different story. Seizures, death certificates. I mean, when you first got this news, Debony, this is Casey's sister, your head must have been reeling. You Here they go into seizures, and you're getting various conflicting accounts of what happened. I mean, hold on, Deb. Take a listen to our friends at WTVL. Ward says from that moment on, things continued to go downhill. And before they could get back to the uh, um, their condo, he fell out and went into cardiac arrest. Um, Casey got sick himself, and he went into cardiac arrest. Ward says all four individuals who were there were arrested following the incident. Okay, what were you told, Debony, about the incident that claimed the life of your brother? We were told that they were poisoned from a beach bar. Poisoned from a beach bar. Um, joining us, Dr. Dennis Darty, Medical Director, Right Relief Health and the Robert W. Dale Memorial Treatment Center at Duke University. Dr. Darty, thank you for being with us. Thank you. That, what could have caused, I mean, they're at a bar, Dr. Darty, celebrating. It's New Year's. The four of them are together, the two wives, the two husbands. And suddenly, one of them goes into seizures. The other, Casey, tries to perform CPR, then he gets sick, and they both die. Now, that sounds like a lot more than a date rape drug, uh, GBH. Yes, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, gamma hydroxy, GHB, gamma hydroxybutyrate would not kill you if it were being used as typically is at bars. So what What could it have been? Nancy, the, the thing is that the time course, when I looked at it, seemed to be very short for someone even to, quote, overdose on alcohol or alcohol and any other substance. And you're absolutely right. It would be improbable in that time. And any other thing that would be added 
particularly things that are designated things like dynamite drugs or whatever, they wouldn't be resulting in uh, a, a death preceded Mm-mm. by those symptoms. Exactly. I mean, typically, when someone is administered GHB, gamma-hydroxybutyrate, it's commonly known as the date rate drug, it knocks you out. And then after a period of hours, you come back too with little or no recollection of what has happened. Joining me also in addition to Dr. Dennis Darty is Devin Darty, clinical coordinator, uh, an alcohol and drug counselor at Right Relief Health. Weigh in. What do you make of it? I think that, well, we think together after looking at the information we've been provided that the statistics and the probability that something of this nature would happen for two individuals on the same night and from a couple sips of a drink would die and then another person would be fine is, well, crazy. I don't know how else to put it. Highly unlikely. Yes. Highly unlikely. Yes. Yes. I mean, typically a female is slipped GHB and she gets dizzy and passes out and that's it. So I, I'm saying GHB because we all are familiar with that. Was the substance, Katie Strike, joining us a multimedia journalist with Spectrum News 13 Orlando, was the substance, the poisoning agent, ever identified? Not that we know of. I mean, they, uh, in the death certificate, they had a laundry list of, of, of reasons why uh, Casey and Caleb died, but the actual poison itself was never was never said in, in, at least in the death certificate. Take a listen to our friends at KOBI. At first, the family didn't ask too many questions. Here it is. Anguilla investigating the sudden death of two Americans. Then news outlets picked up the story. Stories started to come out. Stories started to change. When they were there on the island, they had them cremated right away. And we were in agreement about that. After she claims police wouldn't provide her information on his death, she says the trail went cold. That is very unusual. Debony McPherson Udall joining me. This is Casey's sister. Why wouldn't police get any information? Because they do not consider us next of kin, and they would only communicate with his widow. That's quite the coincidence, isn't it? That both the husbands die after just a couple of sips of a drink, not even the whole drink. One goes into immediate seizures, followed by the next, and they both die and are immediately cremated. So we're told poisoning is a COD cause of death, but listen to our friends at KOBI. Casey's death certificate says he died of pulmonary edema, cardiac toxicity, cardiac ischemia, hypothermia, and seizures. Caleb's death certificate says he died of asphyxiation, strangulation, ligature, multiple blood force traumas, and seizures. The family say there's never been a reason for how this could have happened. Hey, I'd love to accept their story. I'm still at the point I'd love to accept it. If that's what happened, that's what happened. But why would the death certificate indicate differently? Okay, now we're getting down to it. Bobby Chacone, the death certificate, it says, I don't hear anything about poisoning. It says pulmonary pulmonary edema, cardiac toxicity, I'm not sure what that is, cardiac ischemia, 
hypothermia. Hypothermia means when you get really cold. Seizures, that's Casey. Caleb's death certificate says he dies of asphyxiation, strangulation, both manual and ligator, multiple blunt force trauma, and seizures. Wait, that poisoning is not consistent with strangulation and blunt force, Bobby Chacon. Not at all, Nancy. It's, un- it's so, so unusual to have two people die. And then look, all we know is these things that we're supposing all come from the widow. We don't really have any other information about really what happened and how it happened. We're getting all this information from widow, and now we know what she's telling us, that they imbibed some alcohol from the same cup and got sick does not match the physical results of the of the mm-hmm. autopsy. And mm-hmm. so to have two people, two grown men die from such different causes at the same time in the same presence of the same, what, four other individuals, the two widows and that other couple, I mean, it's very, very strange. Their stories just don't match the physical evidence at the crime scene, which has been determined through the autopsy. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
Devin McPherson, you doll, I understand one wife is saying poisoning. What does the other wife say? They say that the death certificates are fake, that they're not correct. Okay. Why would a medical, I assume it was a medical examiner, a doctor reviewed the bodies and determined asphyxiation, strangulation, and blunt trauma? Was it a doctor? Yes, it was. Why in the world would there be any reason for a doctor unknown to these people fake a death certificate? Karen Stark, joining me, New York psychologist out of Manhattan at KarenStark.com. That's Karen with a C. What do you make of it? Well, come on, Nancy. Something is very, very fishy here. It doesn't... How can four people be okay? Two of them are poisoned, but the other ones aren't poisoned. And then you get these death certificates and they're saying they're made up. And you're talking about a foreign place where nobody can really verify what's going on and what happened. It is the straight, one of the strangest stories, honestly. And we've covered a lot that I have ever heard. Joining me is Christopher Montgomery, consultant and agent to McPherson Pomeroy Foundation and board member at redbanion.com. Christopher, I find it very hard to believe that a medical examiner faked an autopsy report. Nancy, what I find most even more incredible than that is how the, fa- the survivors, if we call them that at the moment, pick and choose when the medical examiner is accurate and when the medical examiner is faking. They're picking and choosing what they want. They're cherry picking this. That's where I start at the first problem in all of it. Then I go from there, Nancy, to the fact that this is a place where, where Americans are going to medical school. This is not some third world country, banana republic. This is modern medicine, at least at the hospital level here. These people know what they were doing. These uh, these reports have got to be accurate. Guys, take a listen to our friend Amanda Rose. We just want to know what happened. We want to have the truth of what happened. Months later, she says the family got a hold of Pomeroy's death certificate. Pulmonary edema, cardiac toxicity, cardiac ischemia, hypothermia, and seizures. The medical professional that we had read the death certificate told us that it goes along the lines of he was poisoned. But that wasn't the family's only surprise. Not the family's only surprise. <laughs> That's an understatement. Listen. Debony had expected her brother's friend to have died the same way. The cause of death for him was asphyxiation, strangulation, both ligature and manual, multiple blunt force traumas, and seizures. Today, Pomeroy's family believes he was murdered. You're not able to grieve at this time because you, you don't have those answers and you don't have closure. We do need that closure because we just need to heal. We've heard from Casey's sister joining us, Debony. Take a listen to what Caleb's uncle has to say. In my nephew's case, strangulation by ligature. That's a freaking rope around your neck or a belt or a strap or some kind of an instrument that is choking you. Three years later, the case is still not going anywhere. Not one of the four suspects has appeared before Aguilan authorities who have gone out of their way to make it possible for them to, to testify. You know, the inquest is still ongoing in Anguilla. And more from KOBI. The friend had passed away. And then my brother apparently passed away at the hospital. But Caleb's death certificate shows something very different. Asphyxiation, 
strangulation, both ligature and manual, multiple blunt force traumas, and seizures. Blunt force trauma, seizures, uh, ligature and manual strangulation. Why is there no homicide prosecution? I want to go straight back to special guest joining us. This is Debbie McPherson Udall, Casey's sister. How did his widow behave when you finally saw her? Well, when she came to the house, we we all sat down together, and she was the spokesperson for the entire group. And we... What do you mean by the entire group? Well, when they came to our my parents' house, the four of them came all together. What four? That would be Caleb's widow, Carly, and Barbara, and Chuck and Alicia Gross. Who are Chuck and Alicia Gross? Chuck and Alicia Gross are the other couple, and Chuck was childhood friends with Casey and Caleb as well. So why do they all come to Casey's family home? Because they wanted to all come together to tell us their story. Okay, and what was their story, Dabney? Well, Barbara was the spokesperson for the group. No one else spoke. And, and that's your brother's wife, okay? Yes, that is his widow. And she told us that they had gone to the beach bar and that their drinks had been poisoned and that she had gotten sick and that they were all arrested and will never have any answers that we just needed to move on. She actually said to move on. That we were never going to have any answers that this is to what that we just I'm I'm a loss for words right now because I'm trying to re- remember the that day. What were the others doing as she's telling you to move on? They were all looking down at the ground. Mm-mm. I don't like that. I don't like that looking down at the ground at all. Dr. Dennis C. Darty joining us, Right Relief Health. What do you make of the conflicting stories? I mean, one of the friends, Caleb, died of blunt force trauma and strangulation. How'd that happen after a bad drink? Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's fairly ridiculous. And there, there seem to be some themes here that are um, so inconsistent and driven by the information from only one person. And uh, it's, it's not in any way, uh, doesn't smack of a truthful accounting of wanting, you know, trying to gather information to define how a loved one has, has been taken from you. Dr. Jordy, have you ever heard of a medical examiner faking an autopsy report? I've not heard of it, but I have to comment, and I know that we have other experts, but, uh, and I did read and check because I'm compulsive about it, but there appears to be, and I just what I've seen, in some states, the immediate, and that may be the same as well, is that the immediate cause of death is arrested. So it sounds ridiculous to me, as it, as it would to you, but if you died from something obviously that occurred three hours before, but the immediate cause of death was blood loss or hypovolemia, 
You will see a death certificate. Wait a minute. The death certificate is not issued until the final autopsy is done. I mean, somebody may look like they had, uh, they fell and died. Then the autopsy reveals they were poisoned. So the, the ultimate death certificate does not say falling down the stairs. The ultimate death certificate states what the autopsy says is my understanding. Bobby Chacon, is that your understanding as well? Yeah, yes, but Nancy, in this case, it gets even worse because Barbara, the widow of Casey, uh, very quickly arranged to have both those bodies transported off the island of Anguilla to a close-by island and have them cremated. Now, she's a medical professional. If she thought her husband was poisoned, she knows the importance of toxicology and preserving tissue samples. Why on earth would she have that body moved off island to the nearest cremation facility on another island and have them cremated? Take a listen to our friend, Private Eye, T.J. Ward. This is WTVL. Ward says there are clues that show differently. They had the bodies cremated on the island. There's another clue. We have learned that there's the insurance company that held the life insurance on Casey. Um, Barbara, prior to them moving to the island, tried to increase the, the um, life insurance uh, up one and a half million dollars. One and a half million dollars life insurance, Debbie, on your brother? Yes, that is correct. One and a half million dollars. Go ahead, Debbie. This is Devin. I May I add something? Sure, in? jump in. Okay, I was going to say, I mean, and the other factor here is that if we had all of the information, like Chris touched on, well, not touched on, he laid out there, but if we had more information from the other parties that were at this, you know, event and participating in whatever, then we would actually probably be able to ascertain more information, not to mention that, you know, you can also get with the evolution in science and forensics, you can even from, you know, cremated ashes, you can get information. What information can you get from cremated ashes? I, I don't know the specific agents yet, but I am as advanced just as uh, uh, Mr. Giacconi had stated to the point where almost what you can imagine can be done. Can be done. I wouldn't have imagined it five years ago or ten years ago, but yeah, no. the fact that the, that the bodies were so quickly disposed of was remarkable. Again, and even not just because, as I understood reading, that the uh, reading some of the papers, that it's, it's an automatically declared a suspicious death anyway in Anguilla. I, I don't understand as, as a non-investigative but a position why would you let information go? It would be like me tossing out your MRI or your lab and your physical exam, what your family said. How can you make a diagnosis without all the information? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zen.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Debbie McPherson Udall, um, or actually, let me throw this to Christopher Montgomery, who's working with the family. Is it true that the widow, Casey's widow, will not give Debbie access to medical records? That's 100% true. You know what, also, to just back up just a moment, Nancy, here. First of all, with leaving the island with the bodies, the widow had the opportunity to bring the bodies back to the States, back to Oregon for the families, for proper goodbyes, proper burials, even disposition there for free. Yet she chose to pay to transport the bodies to another island for quick disposal. When she returned to Oregon, she said that they needed to keep it quiet, not discuss it for fear of something happening to these four survivors. Yet while she was on the island, she was part of a funeral procession for Casey and Caleb that 120 members of the public attended while she said she was in fear. Was the family invited to the memorial, I guess, the procession you described? No, the fam- we, as the family and as the consultant, we did not even learn that this happened until last year. We, we have only known about that event for less than 12 months at this point in time. So let me understand, they die of apparent alcohol poisoning, even though one is bludgeoned and strangled. They're immediately taken off the island and cremated. They actually have a funeral procession on the island, and the victim's family had no idea about the funeral procession? Nope. We did not know until last year, and they said when they came to Oregon and met with Debony 
They said that this needed to be kept quiet because the four of them were in fear for their own lives. Yet within a couple of miles, less than five miles of the actual murder location, they had this funeral where the public of over 120 people came and went, and yet they're in fear of their lives. No security was at that funeral. Take a listen to Amanda Rose. The inconsistencies in the story and the more sinister possibility the two men were murdered are what drew private investigator T.J. Ward to the case. Some of this is totally wrong. What? they're saying happened and what's transpired. He knows all too well how difficult it is to investigate a tragedy abroad. And, and these kids and young adults think that everything's the same from here, that they can do the same things here that they can do over there, which is totally wrong. And there has no, there has not been an inquest, is that correct? The widow, she's delayed the inquest, Nancy. This is Chris Montgomery. She has delayed it by refusing to cooperate with the inquest. And the widow... You go ahead, dear. The widow and the three others have been offered the opportunity, A, to return to the island to testify in person. They refused. They then claimed COVID. The island has offered them the, the ability to testify via Zoom from anywhere on earth at their choosing. Just call in. They say it's not safe for them even to do that from an undisclosed bunker 50 feet underground. Wherever they want to go, they're not. it's not safe for them to testify, so they've refused. Bobby Chacon, please explain to everybody what's an inquest. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's usually done by a coroner. It's a, it's a medical uh, um, investigation. You, you try to, you know, sometimes these, uh, these British uh, countries call, or protectorates call their investigation inquest. It's, it's just simply a, a very preliminary investigation looking into what happened and how, how things happened. So you get the first, the first part of it is you talk to everybody that was there. You get official sworn statements about what they did and what they saw at the time of these people's death. And that is what they are refusing to attend. Guys, take a listen to our cuts 1516. This is Amanda Rose. Ward says he, like Debony, has been struggling to put the pieces together and accessing information has been difficult. Because it's not like it is here in the United States. The next step, he says, is for the court to hold an inquest. There's, you know, four other witnesses in this case. They've been requested to return to the island, which I doubt very seriously is going to happen. Without an inquest and the testimonies of those involved, Ward says the road ahead is unclear. But one thing's certain, the family will continue to fight to keep the case alive and get justice for Casey. They know that we're on to the truth, that we're uncovering what's happening. The family tells us they've also hired an attorney on the island. The attorney told us it's uncommon to have an inquest if there is evidence of an unnatural death or possible homicide. For that reason, he says he's fighting to get a criminal investigation underway. Debony, this is Casey's sister. You have described this entire scenario, and I quote, as a big, huge spider web of lies and deception. Correct. Why? Because the story keeps changing. And the more things that we uncover, it put holes in, holes in their story. Nancy, it's Chris okay. Montgomery. And every time we turn around, when we just last year, we find out this funeral was hosted. We find out all of these things years later, months and years later, we keep learning new things where this family had a <clears> chance <throat> to get all of the information on day one, and yet nothing was provided to them. The phone calls made by these by these by Barbara from the island at the start of this are suspicious. What phone calls are you referring to? In the first days uh, after Casey's death, 
we have reports right now that she made three phone calls from jail. She made a phone call to life insurance. She made a phone call to a corporate attorney and she made a phone call to the contingent beneficiary of the life insurance policy, all three of which we understand went to the island. The family was not. The only way to get the truth here is for there to be a full hearing and inquest in Anguilla. And the only way we're going to have that is if these parties agree to it. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, why do they have to agree to an inquest? I don't understand that, Christopher Montgomery. That's been our question as well. Barbara has said on repeated occasions she's not aware of an inquest, yet we can show where she has been directly, officially told that she needs to appear. She'll publicly say that she hasn't. We can show the evidence where she has. Well, I can tell you this much. Something is very, very wrong. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.